bringing you some of the best speakers and teachers from across the globe. Their words inspiring you towards your best days. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. Speakers Hub. Good morning, Monday. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast and the Speaker Hub. I'm your host, director and CEO of the show, Chris Jacks. How are you doing today? How's your week so far? Now back with us today is 50 Cent Curtis Jackson. Described as fearless and a genius, 50 Cent has faced plenty in his life. During this clip, you can learn how you can turn your fear into a power in any situation. After the actual shooting, I went through a process. A lot of people won't be honest because their image would be up. They've been through the actual experience, but I went through a, a portion of me actually being afraid experiences I was hurt physically I was hurt bad so I um I was afraid and I wasn't comfortable with being afraid and the only time I wasn't afraid is when I was actively involved in actually looking for somebody connected to it you look at the bushes when I see the bushes I look through the bushes the paranoia from the experience of actually being hurt heightens your senses to everything the possibilities of things happening it shifted me. It's either when you get hurt that bad, either your fear consumes you or you'll become a bit insensitive and you'll start to approach the problem instead of run from it. The book is really about fear right. and overcoming fear, isn't right. it? And uh, I just keep thinking fear can be quite good. You know, I don't, I don't want to stop, my, I don't want to stop myself doing silly things. You can have a slight paranoia that helps you be aware of situations. And even in the 40... Eight Laws of Power that Robert wrote, there's some things in there that you might feel like are evil, but you need to be aware of them because someone else's intentions might be very well what that law of power is. You know, so like when, when I got a chance to talk to him, we, we even brought it down to the perspective of a person that's in a, a staff meeting that won't, that is watching someone else raise their hand to answer a question that they know the answer to. And that means that person deserves to be ahead of you in life because your fear of being wrong at that point is not allowing you to create your value in the workspace. Have you overcome fear? I mean, you were famously, you were shot nine times in the year 2000. In terms of dealing with fear, I suppose you're not scared of anything after that. Well, when you're in life-threatening situations, it makes you a little more conscious of death. You know, and the more that you or where your fate, the higher the probability you have a chance to live. So you're a little more free. Like I, I go into what Robert kind of identified as the core of my power is me being in business situations and being the person with the least fear at the table. And that's because I weigh these things up against my biggest losses in my life. So like the loss of my mom is the biggest thing that I've experienced. So walking into a room, even at the worst possible uh, scenario, it won't damage me to the point or hurt as much as that hurt it. So I'll go in there in a secure space, able to speak and ask the questions. And I'd rather be feel like I'm unaware for the moment within that those quarters than to feel like I'm unaware in a losing situation. I mean, the book does describe some fairly nasty incidents. I mean, just in a chapter about the Hustler King, uh, you slash the face of a rival's um, assistant who's out to 
hurt you. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking back on all of that, I mean, how do you sort of feel? Because you've just moved so far away from that now. Yeah, I did. But, you know, like, I think the things you go through make you who you are. So I don't regret those things. I don't regret them because I don't think I'd be who I am today if I wasn't exposed to those situations. If you ask me what I, uh, those are unfortunate situations that I've had to experience. And if I had a choice, I would have definitely went in a different direction. I might have went, wanted to go to school for business instead of having to go through that, this portion of my it life. But, tough lesson, yeah. Yeah, but under those circumstances, when, when you're in an environment where you meet aggression with aggression or you're deemed weak, and the weak becomes the prey. You had to kind of back people off for you at different points. And it really felt like that in, in that. Literally. In they, yeah. yeah. And when you're willing to go as far as further than the other guy, you, you always prevail. You always end up on top. It's like the kid in the schoolyard that doesn't want to fight always leaves with a black eye because as soon as the other kid identifies he doesn't want to fight, he hits him. But this is back to the this is back to the negative view of human beings. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I never wanted to fight, but kids actually, I did get hit at school a little yeah, bit, but like, not very much. Like, well, no, when they say much. no, I don't like. I don't. I really don't want to do this. Pop. That's when you get hit. You just gave the other the other guy enough confidence to hit you at that point, especially when there's a bunch of kids behind him jumping up and down saying, "Whoop them." You know, like those experiences from when I was really small, I identify with that. So I had never been in the space or those situations where even if I didn't want to fight, I didn't show them. So we met a couple years ago. Surprisingly or not, we got along. We had like an <laughs> interesting rapport. And so we decided to do a book together. Right. And what I do when I write a book, um, whether it's about power, seduction, or war, I take the most powerful people in their field and I kind of break them down. I figure out what is the, the essence of them, what's the core of their success. I call it their power center of gravity. Right. So I decided I would do that with you. And so after a couple of months of following you around, I decided that the secret to your success, your power center of gravity, is your fearlessness. So in any kind of situation where you're interacting with people, you're the one that has less fear than they do. And that gives you like a constant strategic advantage. You're able to adapt to the situation, to take risks when other people are afraid of it. And this is to me the source of your power. And so this is the subject of our book, The right. 50th Law, the power that anybody can have in life if they assume this fearless approach. Um, so I was wondering, were you just sort of born this way? Did you come out of the womb not crying, kind of fearless? Or, or did you have to develop this attitude when you were on the streets as a kid without a mother or father there? Did you have to learn how to be like that? That's absolutely something that I developed okay. over time because like, I, I think I have the same emotions everyone else does. I just have a way to suppress those feelings in different mm -hmm. circumstances and situations, I can kind of uh, adjust. Can you remember a moment when you were afraid when you were a kid on the streets, when you were hustling or anything? Or uh, you a lot of a lot of moments when I'm afraid. I think it's it's necessary for you to have fear to, to be conscious of people. Mm -hmm. What you do you know, mean by a, that? A slight bit of actual fear is necessary for you to be uh, aware, like a, a paranoia. Is like after uh -huh. it heightens your awareness. Right. You know, so I just, I, a lot of times when people, uh, when I interact with people in, in different spaces, it's so, it's such a, a, it's so less intense than what I've had the experience prior to music uh -huh. that it puts me in a space where it's 
it's really a relaxed space. So it is true. A lot of times I mm-hmm. interact with people and they have a stronger fear factor involved mm-hmm. in our interaction than I have because I've been in way worse situations to me, mm-hmm. more dramatic spaces. So I just look at each one of the situations and kind of analyze it or I'll use a parallel to something I've experienced in my past mm-hmm. to make sense of the, the actual situation. So I, um, a lot of the decisions are, um, are kind of like gut feelings, like the music business and entertainment in general, mm-hmm. there's no school for it. Right. You know, so you got to kind of inst- instinctively make the right decisions mm-hmm. and, and be spontaneous and, mm-hmm. and not be afraid to actually be yourself in different ways. Like mm-hmm. I've interacted with artists that have great talents in different spaces. They're amazing. They can do things that I can't actually do, mm-hmm. but they can't beat me at being me. Here's somebody who comes from the absolute bottom of America, Southside Queens in the crack era, when uh, 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 an African-American male is not supposed to live past the age of 25, particularly one who's dealing drugs and is dealing with all the violence. Not only did he manage without a mother or father in his life, he never knew his father, his mother was murdered when he was eight. He not only did he manage to be a hustler, but he managed to get out of the hustling racket, he managed to get into music, but he managed to survive that horrible world of music with all the crap political games that go on within. He not only survived, but he was able to become successful, but he kept building on it and building on it. It's a typical American rags to riches uh, story. I wanted to know why, what's underneath it? What was that quality that maybe we could learn? And in spending time with him, I felt like if I could summarize it in one word, it's that this is a man who comes to life without fear. So it's not just fear of death or bullets. That's the obvious thing we're talking about. I'm talking about here's a man who's not afraid of change, for instance. If something happens where a situation is new, he's lost a job, he's been cut off this record contract, there's something happening, he doesn't get upset or worried, he's calm, he deals with it in a fearless manner. He takes risks, but the risks are controlled, but he's not afraid of failing, he's not afraid of being criticized, he's not afraid of being different from other people. When I thought about that, it's just how powerful you could be in life if you are not afraid of the things that happen to you. You're able to feel balanced and in control and make decisions not based on exaggerating risks, etc., but on reality. I just thought it was an incredibly powerful way to be in the world. I could feel it myself. And it's like a, it's a way of being in the world. When you're afraid and fearful, it's like your mind, clo- the aperture of your mind closes up to this and you stop looking at the world around you. You want everything to be comfortable and familiar and the same. You, you, you stay in your house, you watch the same TV shows. Everything just, the circle closes up. When you're not afraid, and we've experienced it all in our lives, when you suddenly you're in a new country and you, you just don't, you're traveling and you, you feel open, your mind is active and alive, you become creative, everything changes. This is the key to feeling powerful, but also to being creative in the world. So I wanted to get underneath all of the other things, the power, the seduction, the strategy, and see that quality that lay underneath it all. I get so annoyed with that argument about it being innate. How could something like that be innate? Sure, we are all individuals, and somebody, because of who they are and their DNA and their experiences, are a little more timid than other people. But nobody is born without fear. We are all born into this world screaming and crying, bloody mess. We're 
terrified of being away from our mother for a few minutes, we're afraid of the dark, we're afraid of dying, we're afraid of being, being beaten up in school, we're afraid of failing. There's not an individual on this planet, I don't care who you're talking about, who hasn't felt a lot of fear. What differentiates people are those we find who tend to deal more with fearful situations and don't and understand that it's it's hurting them in life if by becoming fearful they're 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 maiming themselves and they learn to move past these fears that's what separates people that's what separated 50 he he saw being on the streets that if he was afraid it was just going to mess him up people could read it off him he'd get conservative it, it doesn't it, it wouldn't work and so he learned that he had to teach himself to not be fear, fearless, fearful in, in, in any circumstance in life. Everybody has the capacity to be more realistic and realize that the reason they're holding on to that bad job, it's not because they're being realistic or prudent or being a good worker, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid of change, they're afraid of leaving something, they're afraid of, of anything unfamiliar. It's fear. When you understand the fear, then you can begin to move past it. So when I hear the people say it's, it's innate, you can't learn it, I, I just want to hit them in the head, I don't know. If you'd like to watch the video, it can be found on YouTube and it's called 50 Cent, How to Turn Fear into Power. And this comes from the VYBO2 YouTube channel. Now that's everything from me for the episode. If you want to find me on social media, you can search for Learn Develop Live on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. Come and say hello. That's for now. Take care of yourselves, and I will see you in the next one. This would have been a great time to go to the toilet. <laughs> but now you've missed your chance. No! You're listening to the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find more motivation and inspiration at learndeveloplive.com. And we'll be back to inspire you again tomorrow.